Welcome to LT Bite Size, a show to share ideas, activities, and resources to those new to teaching or those looking for new ideas. If you'd like to contribute, please send your recording of no more than 15 minutes to the email in the episode description. Enjoy. One of the things that I've always been interested in doing is helping students to see a module within an overarching structure. Um, sometimes I get the impression that students will turn up for a lecture and they'll turn up for a seminar, but they don't necessarily see a connection between those two things. And they certainly don't necessarily see them as connected with other lectures and seminars within the same module, or indeed understand or appreciate the activities and um, things that they need to do in between time so that they come to those sessions with some kind of preparation. And preparation obviously also helps with participation and uh, it's a good example of engagement, although I know there are lots and lots of different ways of uh, defining what engagement actually is with students. Most modules will have a module handbook, and from my experience, very few students ever read the module handbook, and if they do, it tends to be at the beginning, and then they just forget everything that's in there. Uh, module handbooks frequently contain lots of the information that we are either required to make sure that the students have had access to, or we want them to have access to them because they contain um, important rules, regulations, etc. But actually, they're not necessarily seen as particularly helpful by the students themselves in terms of what it is they are supposed to do. So a few years ago, um, having worked with colleagues in technical uh, areas where they were using worksheets in the classroom, I wondered if perhaps a worksheet would work for activities that the students needed to undertake outside of the classroom. And these were then linked to pieces of formative feedback that were made available, which would hopefully incentivize them to undertake these activities. They were really, really uh, low key. They didn't require a lot of effort in terms of uh, time or uh, writing um, or indeed time for research, but they would bring them into class and I would sign them off and then I would collect them in at a specific point in time and actually give them uh, formative feedback, but I'd only give them the formative feedback on the ones that had been signed off. And there was an alternative uh, for anyone who, for uh, any reason, couldn't make the lesson and still wanted to be able to submit something electronically. And that was great. And it seemed to encourage them both to do the work in advance and also to attend, um, even if sometimes the work was slightly limited. And they really seemed to focus on this idea of the work being signed off. But actually, what I also felt was that it wasn't quite giving them enough in terms of instruction of what they should do, how they should do it, why they were doing it, and how it linked with the other things that were being done. So I moved on from purely a workbook uh, into something which I have called a study guide. And I have actually done a little bit of research um, looking at which ones seem to work best and, in fact, tend to use a combination of those two things now. The idea behind the study guide is that instead of students wondering uh, what they're supposed to be doing, particularly outside of the classroom, and how that relates to the module as a whole, I would provide them with a week-by-week -week guide which will tell them exactly what they needed to do, where they would find information, what the information was, what they should do with that information, and how that related to the module overall in terms of giving it a narrative arc, um, but also specific to the assessment so they could see the benefit of undertaking the activities that they needed to do outside of the classroom, but that would then contribute to the value of what they did inside the classroom. 
I've been running this for a few years now and it seems to work reasonably well. So I can point the students in the direction of extra resources that are available to them. One of the other things that I've tried to do is suggest levels so that they understand what is the minimum requirement, but they also they understand then the benefits for those that want to actually work at the higher level. And given the number of students these days who are focused very much on the idea of getting a first or at least a, a good 2-1, uh, many of them see that as a good way of trying to bolster their usual level of um, learning experience. So there's lots of things that we can put in that. The other thing that I've tried to do is incorporate some of the stuff which otherwise tends to get lost to students relating to aspects of their student life that aren't necessarily module based. So we have uh, regular sections in there from the mental health team promoting uh, mental and physical uh, health for students. We have information in there from the employability team. So talking about careers and the various different services which are available to them. We can promote activities as they come up as long as we know about them in advance. And so it gives the student a more holistic view of what it is to be a student and how that particular module sits um, within that experience. I, I'm quite happy to share study guides with you. So uh, if you're interested, please use the uh, email address that's in the episode description. And also I'd be interested if you've listened to any of the bite size podcasts in particular, if any of these are things that you've then uh, implemented within your own teaching, and certainly if you've had any success with any of the things I've suggested, or uh, if you've done something or created something off the back of uh, something you've heard within these bite-sized episodes, please could you get in contact with me and let me know, and I'd be very grateful. Uh, thanks for your time today.